Hi, and welcome to Thinking Out Loud. This is Mariana and Elizabeth. Good morning. Uh, I, good morning. I I apologize. Apparently, the last two episodes have sounded pretty terrible because I did not have the settings right. <laughs> so Sam got me to convince me to use his mic, right? Because mm. it's a nicer mic, or it's a nicer mic, also because you upped your game and got that nice mic. Oh, <laughs> and you sound so good, right? So we've had this discussion, and he set up my settings with this new mic on my computer, and you know, ditzy me, I thought. Once you set that up one time, as soon as you plug the mic in, it's set. Mm. But no, you have to do it every time. So <clears throat> I do That's apologize. Kind of my maintenance. I do apologize because the, the see this mic has this fancy mute button too. So last week when I was kind of dying from my allergies, I would press mute every time I coughed, and apparently you all heard that. So sorry. <laughs> That's I thought awful. I was muting that, or if I'm typing, I. Uh, have been trying to mute myself so I don't interrupt you as you're talking and all of that was uh moot because we're not I didn't not have bad. the settings right so hopefully this sounds better and I do apologize now I have been taught how to do it and how to set up properly in order to <laughs> podcast so now if I can just hang on to that and remember that next week that'll be great well you know we, I think we always do this kind of by the seat of our pants, anyways. So, I know, but you're stepping up your game, and I'm, I'm, I'm just <laughs> falling apart over here. You know, I am still using the um, the iPhone headphones, though. So I need to, I need to upgrade there too eventually. But oh yeah, but you know what? I have these like um, running headphones that wrap around my ear that I use for my headphones. Because I really need to get some of those, by the way. Oh, my gosh. When I run, like, I just kind of loop the cord over my ear, and it slides off all the time, and it drives me crazy. Oh, yeah. These are the best. Let me. I was trying to look and see. I don't even know if they have a name brand. Nice. I was thinking Bluetooth <clears throat> might work, but I didn't know if they have Bluetooth that just does, like, music from your phone, but... Oh, I don't know either. That would that might work. Because yeah, then these, I would have a cord. Yeah. Yeah, the the earphones are really important when you're running. Yeah, if you're going to run by yourself. I was supposed to run with my friend Leslie the other morning. Hi, Leslie, if you're listening, which you're probably not. But anyways, I'm going to tell your story and out you. She was like, oh, yeah, we'll get up at 6.15. We'll go run. So 6.15, I show up in front of her house, and her house is all dark. And you're like, no. So I text her. And she's like, oh, no, I'm still in bed. I was like, mm, okay, then. So I guess I'm going back home. And and I was like, well, I could run by myself. And then I was like, mm, I don't have my headphones with me. And I left my internal motivation at home, too. So I think I'm just going to go back <laughs> And the home only and reason I'm here is because Leslie said she would be here with me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and no. Yeah, so when I was in England, I had I had a, a running buddy. The, pre, pre, the first actually really good running partner that I had and my goodness I there are so many days I would not have gotten up except I knew she was going to be there <laughs> and she was never the one that bailed it was always me <laughs> but yep. I didn't I actually didn't bail all that often but we would go before classes and she would have researched all these like trails that were running under weeping willows besides the Avon and I mean it was just <laughs> you know one of my favorite parts of being a, in Stratford upon Avon and I because I got up at the crack of dawn. And when we got back, we were setting, staying at this bed and breakfast. So we would come in, eat breakfast, then run, go take a shower. Mm-hmm. While all of our roommates were taking a shower and then eating breakfast. So, it, I mean, it's, it's a good nice. way to start your day, they say. It is. it is. And, I mean, one of my favorite things when I'm running is seeing the sunrise. I know, but you have to get up before the sun rises to see the sunrise. Well, and I told, um, well, I do like getting up early during the fall. During the summer, not so much because mm. it's just already hot. You know, in Colombia, it's just like, meh. Well, so that's the thing about living in the desert, right? So, like, in California, where I live, you get up in the morning, even in the middle of summer when it's going to be like 110 degrees out during the day, you get up in the morning and it's like 55, 60. 
So you get up, you go run, get all your like active stuff done early, early in the morning, and then you're not like dying of heat stroke later. Yeah, then you can just hide out in a restaurant or in your house. Exactly. Or if you have to go to work, you can go to work. But because it doesn't like (laughs) cool off very like – doesn't cool off very quickly in the evening because the sun's still up, the sun's still up, the sun's still up, and then the sun goes down, and then it starts to cool off. But it takes um, like so an like hour. The evenings are yeah. still kind of hot, yeah. And if you don't want to run in the dark, which running in the dark's okay, but it's not great. Well, and Willie and I got accustomed to going when we lived in Nashville. Going to the we had uh, passes to the Biltmore House, mm-hmm. and we would go. If you have passes to the Biltmore House, you can get in there like thirty minutes earlier than everybody else. Oh, fancy. Yeah, so we I think it opened at maybe 8, and you could get in at 7.30, or it opened at 9, and you could get in at 8.30, whatever. But we went 30 minutes early, and there would be nobody there. Nice. And the dew would still be on the grass, and he loved it. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Because there was nobody there, so once we got to a certain part of the trail, I could let him off leash. And he yeah. would just run through the hills, and he would, you know, I would be, like, slowly huffing my way up the hill and he would already be at the top of the hill and then he would run back to me and then run back to the top of the hill and be That's like hilarious. come on lady my yeah. dog is the opposite complete opposite like if i let him off leash when i'm running he'll catch up to me eventually but he's always dragging way behind oh, me. really <laughs> he's like "Ooh, what's this i need to smell this Ooh, let me stop over here and pee on this log and you're just <laughs> like come on keep up with me <laughs> that's funny no willie likes to go ahead and then run back and sniff everything oh that's funny and that that would be smart tag you should do that <laughs> you should go to willie camp i really shouldn't talk to him though because yeah because he, he, he was he really wanted to participate <laughs> so so this morning when we were on our walk oh we're in a neighborhood now so we can't go i can't take him off leash but he was trying to go through all the yards to get all that dew off the grass like he used to and he was, he has, he sticks his ears up when he's really happy. So he had his oh. happy ears on this morning. He was like, thankfully, it's this time of year where the dew comes on the grass. <laughs> That's funny because Tag, yeah, Tag doesn't like the dew on the grass either. He's like, it's wet. It's gross. Yeah, Waylon doesn't either. <laughs> he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and they have a splitter leash. So when Willie goes into the grass, Waylon can try to protest, but not for long. <laughs> then he just gets dragged. Yeah. Poor guy. I know. Yeah, so I had a pleasant morning taking a walk with the dogs, and then, you know, we're still in this craziness. The mm-hmm. floodwaters have receded, but we still have roads that are closed, and so I was going to get my hair cut, you know, because they say, I'm a month. <laughs> I'm a month. It's a, it's my ninth month of pregnancy, believe it or yeah. not. And they say, you know, get your hair cut. Also, I'm... <laughs> I have a couple of conferences this weekend, so, you know, I was looking a little scraggly. So now thought, you have a fancy you know, hairdo. It's time to clean it up a little bit, <laughs> look professional. Um, right. And so the haircutting place, I just go to the Ulta here, and it's like 10 minutes from our house, and it took me 25 or 35 minutes to get there today. Oh, no, because the roads. Yes, because the roads are closed. It's just two blocks of roads, so you get to this intersection, and I can see the Ulta. But you cannot get there. <laughs> it's so frustrating. And school started back this morning, too. So I was passing kids who still hadn't been picked up yet by the bus. Oh, man. They had to reroute 344 bus routes in order to even start school today. That is insane. But, I mean, I guess it makes sense because the roads are just a mess still, huh? Yeah, and so I was coming back from, I had a doctor's appointment yesterday, I was coming back and I was using Waze, which is a handy app that you can, um, that is supposed to tell you when there's police officers or there's accident, it's supposed to detect traffic patterns, and it's Mm -hmm. telling me to go down this road, and I'm literally screaming at my phone at this point yesterday, (laughs) I can't go that way, Waze, (laughs) not that Waze can hear me, and I was like, it should be, I know. Because you, you, okay, so I've learned the detours to, like, the grocery store. Right. But then you have somewhere new to go, and you're like, okay, I don't, I don't know the detour to this. (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. We have some road construction going on here, but nothing near like that. That's so frustrating, I'm sure. Well, and there's, the thing that's, I think, 
mentally <laughs> wearing on everybody is there's no indication as to when this will get fixed yeah. or when we'll be able to drink our water again or, you know, and there's, it's one thing to wait. Um, and it's another thing to wait without knowing, like, is this our new way of life forever and ever? <laughs> Which hopefully it's not. And they haven't indicated that that's the case, but you know, when you don't know, you know, is this another month? Is this, yeah. Is this what our baby's going to be born into? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think you're going to be that way forever. But, you know, who knows? Nobody really knows. You just kind of have to take it a day at a time. Yep. That's not fun. Well, and so uh, Sam and I, you know, we, uh, I passed her at church out in Lexington, which is about 20 miles. And Lexington had some damage, but it was very... Um, specific to neighborhoods mm -hmm. so the town and the businesses and the main thoroughfares were really protected mm -hmm. um, and didn't experience much damage and weren't really closed after monday of last week so <laughs> we went out with to dinner with some people last night and we were talking about you know remembering to bring bottled water up to the bathroom upstairs so that we can brush our teeth with it and cooking and trying to determine how many bottles of water it's going to take to cook corn and everything mm -hmm. like that. And they're looking at us because they've had water, you know, the whole time. And they were under a boil advisory for like a day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, I know, it sounds like we're from um, the Sahara or something like that. <laughs> like we're from Africa. <laughs> we're so excited to be here and have ice in our water at a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's even to the point that the restaurants that are open, like Panera, can't make coffee and can't make tea and can't serve fountain drinks because their water's not approved. Right. So Starbucks can't make coffee, you know? <laughs> so. It's crazy. You gotta it is. Deal with a whole new reality. Yes. So there you go. There's some intimate details for those of you who, after last <laughs> week's ad episode... Decided that you were going to try an altered universe. Right. A whole dystopian world where you have to boil your water. And, and hoard water. You know, you feel like you're hoarding water, too. Yeah. And you can't get to places that seem like they should be easy to get to. Mm-hmm. And an outing yep. to the grocery store takes, like, 45 minutes instead of 10 minutes just <laughs> to get there. Right. Never mind what you what you can actually buy when you go inside, do you? Yeah, and we actually, we've had that experience, too, that there are things that aren't being served, or maybe their trucks aren't coming in. We can't Probably. tell which one it is, yep. but um, if it's the trucks that can't get there, or if it's something that DHEC has said, you can't serve this, or mm -hmm. what's going on. But yeah, it, and then, you know, 20 minutes down the road, nothing's really changed over there. <laughs> it has changed for families who are impacted, but also those families, because there's so many fewer of them, are getting help faster as well. So Right. Well, so you've been um, distracting yourself from the the stress of it too, though, right? By like, didn't you have a conference or you have one coming up? No, I have one coming up. Right, well, I would one. distract myself by getting a haircut today. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah, so tomorrow there we have a half-day conference. I'm going to go up to Spartanburg, um, and it's with the Spartanburg Writing Project, which is a really awesome group. It's through the National Writing Project, and that's a good way, uh, if you're a writer out there, to get connected with some other writers. They do some mm -hmm. really cool programs and conferences and those kinds of things. Uh, and then Friday, I'm back here, and Stacy's going to come up. She's we got, we have a booth. Yeah, you have a booth. Yeah, so I have two booth days in two different cities. Nice. So it's it is kind of conference season. I find that the fall and then the spring is really when we have conferences. Yeah, I feel like most of the conferences I know about and go to are summer and then fall. So like I went to a book fest last week. Um, and it's 
the book fest, the Great Valley Book Fest is. Um, oh yeah, you went there last year too. Yeah, I went there last year as well, and it's really based around um, literacy and advo- advocating literacy. Um, so they do theirs in the fall because you know kids go back to school and then, yay, let's celebrate books. Um, but so then there's tons of local authors that go to those events as well, and they all have booths. Um, for their books and stuff like that and um, so then I just go around and hand people my business card and talk to people about the stuff they're writing and then I um, last year and this year have given the same talk which is for um, authors who want to work with a freelance editor just talk about the ins and outs and how to find the right one and that kind of thing um, and it was uh, smoother. I looked at my notes less this year and was a little less nervous. I also had a little bit smaller group this year than I did last year. Um, but I think the event overall was smaller this year than it was last year. So I don't know. It worked. It it went really well. And I got invited to come talk to fourth graders, which is hilarious if you know me at all, because I'm like, how in the world do I talk to fourth graders? But okay, let's try that. So um, I don't know. We'll see when that happens. But Wait a, wait a second now, though. You were a camp counselor. You're right. I was a camp counselor. Um, fourth grade is probably the edge of reason for me as far as, like, the kids that I worked with. Um, you can ask Sam. I think they put me with, with the first and second graders one week, and then they were like, nope, nope, never again. <laughs> never again. <laughs> You're like, okay, you did it once. That's all we need you to do. <laughs> I was like, get these children away from me. They can't tie their shoes yet. <laughs> they, they need help with their bodily functions. This is yeah. not for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> so fourth grade, I don't know. Uh, the teacher that I was talking to was like, oh, no, it'll be great. We'll have them write their questions beforehand. And she's like, you'll fill up 45 minutes, no time. So I was like, okay, sure, we'll, we'll give that a go. So, Well, that's interesting. So you're getting, uh, you're getting a speaking circuit here. I know, yeah. It's actually not really very close by, but um, but I was like, hey, you know, it's something I've never done before, so I might as well give it a shot. And and actually, it's on the way if I was going to go to um, Yosemite National Park. So I was like, well, we'll just plan it all, and I'll do it like on a Friday on my way to go to Yosemite and go camping. Um, I'll just stop there and talk to fourth graders and then go on to Yosemite and go camping and then come back. Well, that sounds pretty cool. Well, and yeah. this is one of that's one of my favorite things actually. I I love. Of course, I have a teaching background at elementary uh, school, <laughs> but I love it when my authors end up with kids because I, you know, you can do the whole. And I work with real authors, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they they really do at that point still have this kind of um, understanding of celebrity that is oh wow, like you know, real ones like the ones that have their names in the book, right? Exactly. <laughs> So it is kind of cool, too, especially if you have books of people you've helped to yeah. bring as props. Well, and this, um, this particular teacher wants me to, um, to emphasize the fact that you need to go back and revise your work. Every teacher wants somebody to emphasize that. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious because I was like, yes, that's what I help people do as my job. <laughs> You're but like, I yes. hate doing that myself. So I was like, okay. <laughs> yes, I, I understand the struggle. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's why I have a job is because people don't want to do this. It's true. It's so true. And I think one of the things that's interesting is that it, it probably in school as a teacher, when I was a teacher, I didn't emphasize as much that you needed an outside ear. You know, I would make the kid work by themselves in revision mm-hmm. um, or with me in revision. But really the peer collaboration, once I kind of, was like, oh, wait, why don't y'all go out in the hall and just read this to each other? Then they're asking each other questions about, wait, what did you mean about that? Right. And they're doing some of that revision naturally. Or even just getting them to read it out loud. I do that sometimes, (laughs) do my own writing. That's a good revision strategy, actually. Well, especially for dialogue, it is, right? Yeah. You want to know how to fix wooden dialogue, you read it out loud. Have somebody else read it back with you, back and forth. And then you're like, oh, that doesn't sound right. (laughs) You're like, why would I ever say that? Oh, maybe I should change it. Yeah, so that's that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so it was good. You were up on a big stage. I was not a big stage. It's the writer's nook. 
So we were oh. a nice little corner and I had a table and a microphone if I wanted it, but I didn't even need the microphone because I had, you know, a small enough group that they, we all stood around or they sat at tables and I stood in front of them. Awesome. And talked away. Yeah. So did you get any good questions or interactions? Um, yeah, people like it was nice because, you know, I would ask them, you know, do you know what the slush pile is? Have you heard of this? And, you know, there was a lot of no, we don't know that. And I was like, okay, good. Because, you know, that means I'm not giving you information you already know. We're talking about stuff you don't know yet. Um, and so then, you know, people, they really wanted to know, like, you know, how to, um, how to get the most out of what out of the work that they did with an editor. So, you know, we talked about like finding critique partners and finding beta readers before you go to an editor, before you pay somebody to do that kind of work for you. And um, and then they wanted to know like, is, is it important for you to like find an editor who has um, connections in the publishing industry and just really talk about like, what are your publishing goals, you know? Like, if your goal is to work with a big five company, then maybe, maybe you want somebody who has connections. But, you know, even those kind of, like, connections, all that is is an introduction. It doesn't guarantee that you're going to get published anywhere at all. You know, just because you know somebody is sometimes because you know somebody, but you also have to have good work. Um, so, yeah, so we talked about that. And then we talked about, like, self-publishing and the difference there and how... You don't technically, like, you don't need to know other fancy editors that way. You just need to know, like, oh, hey, this person's a graphic designer. Or, oh, hey, this person does layout, and they can help you with, you know, formatting your book or that kind of thing. Um, it's a different animal altogether. So, yeah. I think that's good for people to understand. Um, it, yeah, and it's interesting because... Did you find that people do want to get published by the big five? Or was there an indication as to whether people just wanted to get published? Um, so it it kind of varies. And some people still do have that dream. But I think that publishing has changed so much. And people recognize that publishing has changed um, so much that they, um, they have other paths to achieving their goals and so like self-publishing is a legitimate way to do that now where it didn't used to be it used to be very you know it still used to be very vanity publishing style as opposed to like hey I can actually like publish a good product and or if I'm a reader I can find a good product that is self-published yeah well and I found too that there's this local movement too that okay well I can be kind of famous if you will not for everybody in the world but for my little community and do right. some nice day trips and book signings but it doesn't have to be like my whole life you know exactly yeah that's what I'm finding at least as I talk to authors there's this realization of oh you know I don't want to go to yeah I mean don't get me wrong it'd be great to go all, all over the country on a paid <laughs> book tour but you know this is a little more manageable for my life and where I am right exactly and you can still be achieving your dreams. Yeah. And you, yeah, and you can match that publishing experience to, you know, your goals for being a human being. <laughs> and Exactly. Participating in community, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So then, so then now I have this weekend off, and then next weekend I'm helping um, DIY MFA and the um, and our Writer Igniter conference is going on. Oh next, yeah, like a week from Saturday. So, um, so I'll be doing a lot of moderation stuff with that, and then I'm giving a talk on revision that week too. So, tell wee. us, tell tell us uh, <laughs> and the listeners, and remind me also about the Writer Igniter conference. Is that something that's online or? Yeah, yeah. So Writer Igniter Con is online. Um, you can find it if you go through DIYMFA.com. Um, I think it's DIYMFA.com backslash writer. Ooh, hang on. Let me let me find that because, you know, that would be good to know. Yeah, DIYMFA.com backslash writer igniter con 2015. All one word there. Um, and so you can find out more information there. But basically it's um, 
it's two days, full days of sessions where we have um, different speakers, different experts um, coming to talk to you about different stages of publishing from the craft side. Saturday is going to be more about craft, so about outlining, about your first five pages, um, about revising, um, that kind of thing. And um, then we're going to have a couple of agent panels that day. We have some agents that are coming on to um, critique first pages for people. So um, you can like sit and listen to critiques and help build your own writing um, through like hearing the feedback that other people are getting on their writing. Um, so like we have one session that's for like adult genres um, and you know, so like literary fiction and like genre fiction, that kind of thing that's more adult centric. Um, and then we have one that's kid lit and um, YA as well. Um, and so, yeah, we have agents lined up to do that. And then the next day, um, Sunday, is we're going to be talking about um, the more business side of the publishing industry. So, like your social media platform, and we're going to be um, having somebody come and talk to us about the legal aspects of. Um, starting your business and publishing your works or signing contracts and things like that, um, which I know you'll be proud that we have somebody coming to talk about that because we harp on that so much. <laughs> the need to have, you know, have more legal savvy and like really just pay attention to what you're signing before you sign it. Um, so that kind of thing. And then um, we'll also be having a log line pitch that day. So for people who don't know what a log line is, because I find people, a lot of people don't actually know what a log line is. It's I don't know what a log line is. A log line is like a one to two sentence tops pitch of your book. It's your hook. Ah. So it doesn't give away the ending, um, but it's not a tease either. It's going to tell you exactly what's going on in the book. Um, log line actually came from, I think it was used a lot more with movies before, um, but you can apply it very well to um, to writing as well, where you, you basically boil down your story to one sentence, and you have your main character's name in there somewhere, and you have the main focus of your plot and the main problem all right there in one sentence. Um, and so those are really hard... <laughs> really yeah. really hard to to do I mean as you know like just doing a synopsis that's you know a page-long synopsis can be painful boiling your story down to one sentence can be really difficult but we have some people that um, are some brave souls who've agreed to um, submit log, log lines and they're gonna get critiqued as well by agents um, who are gonna be there to give them feedback and help them hone that pitch and you know like even if you don't have a pitch or a first page in a critique session, you can learn so much just from listening um, to what other people are working on. So I'm excited. It's a conference. Yeah, that sounds like an awesome experience for people. Yeah. Yeah, and then... And, and okay, so, so okay, yeah. tell us again, like, how do you register? How much does it cost? Oh, so if you go to... Um, Writer Igniter Con 2015, that's DIYMFA.com, Writer Igniter Con. No, 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 that's not where you do it. Oh, I'm so crazy. La la la. It's over here. Uh, anyways, well, okay, so if you go to the DIYMFA.com page and click on the there's classes and tools on the right hand side you'll see writer igniter con you can click through there um and to we'll get link to, it down in our show notes too listeners. yeah yeah sorry about that i have the wrong the wrong link um but i'll send that to mariana and anyways so right now it's like um two hundred dollars uh two hundred fifty dollars but i have a in the show notes, we'll also have a coupon code that you can use um, to get $50 off of it. That's right. A special deal for our Thinking Out Loud customers. Yes. Um, so it's a it's a live conference in that, like, you get up and the sessions, you'll have the schedule, and you can be at each of the sessions live while they happen. Um, but then if you need to miss a session or if you can't be there for the whole thing, um, you get access to those sessions afterwards. Um, oh, that's really nice. Them as well. Yeah. So then you can go back and, um, and listen to stuff or rehash things that you were not clear on 
before. So, yeah. Plus, we have some other um, worksheets and, and other kinds of materials that we'll be passing along to people as well. Yeah. So, okay. So, if you can't, let's say you already have something planned for Saturday and Sunday, but you can go through that at your own pace later. Yes. Yes. So, if you had something planned, but you still wanted access to everything that was there, you could definitely sign up and then you'll get access to all of that information. And, and I mean, you know, like it's a lot of information um, and a lot of, a lot of interaction there that is going to be taking place. So, yeah. So, it's worth it. Yeah, and that's, I mean, this is a great, if you are a writer and you, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, are working on a, kind of a limited budget and you can't necessarily do the travel thing, this is a great option. You know, $250 exactly. for a conference, a, a two-day event like this is really great. Um, you, and you don't have to even get out of your pajamas. Exactly, exactly. Because nobody is going to see you, but at the same time, you get all the benefits of being there. Um, there's even the classroom, like if you can be at, at the live events, the um, classroom that you log into has, um, has like a chat room on one side. So you can oh, yeah. talk to the people, you know, or like ask questions if you need to ask questions. Um, all that stuff goes together, so... Yeah, but I think I think the real treasure too is that you're able to access this information afterwards. Yeah. So that if there's, you know, so often you go to a conference and there's just so much to take in that you can't take it all in. Right. Exactly. And I, so often I'm like, gosh, what did that person say or what book did they recommend or what was that conference that they mentioned and you can't rewind. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you're there, but here you can. Well, and um the thing that I've noticed too is that sometimes you go to conferences like live conferences and there are two sessions you want to go to that are at exactly the same time. Yes, yes, so you can't, all the time. Like, Yeah, so you can't be at one and the other at the same time, so you miss one because, you know, you didn't have time. But, um, but this way you can go back and listen to stuff even if you couldn't be there live for it. Plus, you got a discount code because we know people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We hook you up with good resources. That's what we try to do here at Thinking Out Loud. <laughs> very yes cool. we do i do see that the critique spots are already filled yeah I, there might be a couple more um i i mean i know the person who's setting up the log line critique sessions <clears throat> that's me so if you <laughs> were interested and you uh sign up today or tomorrow um by friday let's say um then hit me up, send me an email, and let me know, and I will get you in. Ooh, two special <laughs> offers here. I'm telling you. I Ooh. know. It's, it's solid gold, baby. Solid gold <laughs> conference season. Yeah, and I, I just think this is a good starter conference. There's so, there's so many people who tell me, well, I invested in going and getting a hotel and in gas to get there or airline tickets to get there and food once I got there and it just wasn't worth all of that yeah. well here here you go here's a good investment yeah well and um and okay so if you are um if you're still not convinced and you're not sure what the conference will do for you there's going to be an open house event next week and I'll make sure to put the information for that on our show notes as well but next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern 5 p.m. Pacific um, Gabriella has a presentation on how to get the most out of your conference experience, whatever conference you go to. Ah, this and is like the opening social. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. BYOB, though. <laughs> exactly. But so you can, what you're saying is you can get a chance to intermingle with um, some of the community that's going to be a part of it. Yes, you'll get to do that. Um, you can hear from Gabriella. You can use the interface that we'll be using and see if it, you know, is comfortable and something you feel like you'd be um, happy using to for the whole conference. And and yeah, just get a feel for the whole thing. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So okay, tell me after you did mention briefly before the uh -huh. show that you were struggling with some imposter syndrome, and I'm going <laughs> why? <laughs> oh, You've been invited to speak at a conference. You've been invited to a, a classroom, 
And you're also one of the featured speakers at an online conference. I'm sorry, why? (laughs) Why am I struggling with imposter syndrome? Yes. Um, I, because I'm weird and I totally lack uh, self-confidence somehow. And so like I have this voice in my head that goes, you are such a fraud and you should totally not be giving that talk because you don't know what you're talking about. And has anybody ever said that to you or did anybody say that to you after your presentation? No, no. Did people actually mention that it was helpful and that they wanted you to speak at other places? Yes, yes, they have done that. (laughs) Can you hear my dog in the And Tag? Tag doesn't like it either? (laughs) Oh, he's like, I'm restless, lady. Um, But yeah, yeah, I mean, even like, so I had had one of those stress dreams, the low self-confidence dreams last night, too. I know it's stress tag out Tag's too. Telling you about it, um, and and then I woke up this morning and I checked my email and I had an email from one of my um, clients that I just did work for a couple months ago, and um, he was telling me how he's just now finishing his rewrites and um, how his based on my feedback and how he feels like the story's so much stronger and and I was like, <sighs> okay, okay, thank you, that was thank a you. Dream. This is reality. <laughs> But it's just so, like, I just, I mean, it's it's a roller coaster of a ride here, people. I'm telling it is. You. And it's hard work, what we do. Uh, not yeah. only the fact that we're trying to start our own businesses, but also the fact that you're trying to um, establish a name for yourself. You're trying to get clients. You're trying to um, help people, you know, genuinely, genuinely make people better writers. And sometimes yes. doing that is really hard work. Because it's not always um, neat and tidy. No, it's definitely not always neat and tidy. But yeah, so at that conference last weekend, I I was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to give my card to like every author there. And I totally didn't do that. (laughs) But I did give my card out to some people because like I got there and I have my cards. I have my box in my hand. And I like was walking up towards the the big tent where all the authors were. And I like veered away from it like at the last (laughs) second. I'm like, no, no, I can't do it. And then I was like, okay, 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 okay. Let's see. Like, let me look for one person that I can like go up to and start a conversation with. And so then, you know, I like muster up my courage and I like walk over and I start talking to this lady about her books that she wrote. Um, it's about her daughter who has cerebral palsy um, and living with children with special needs. Um, and so talked to her for a little while and then I gave her my card and, you know, told her I'm a freelance editor. And then the woman next to her is like, oh, you're a freelance editor and took like a whole stack of my cards because she was giving a self-publishing presentation later that ah, day. Ah, Nice. So I was like, thank you. And then, you know, like moved down the line a little bit and talked to some more people and tried not to be too awkward about the whole thing. But so I, it wasn't a total loss. But yeah, I, for a minute there, I was like, am I actually going to give out any cards at all? Or did I just run away from everybody? Well, you're better than I am because sometimes I get to a place and I'm like, I don't know. I don't have my card. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's in my desk at home. How oh, terrible is that? Yeah, I've done that before, too. But yeah, it's that that syndrome, that imposter thing that's like, no, 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 who do you think you are? Okay, this is funny, though, because last night or the night before, I had a dream about going to the conference that I'm going to, and I didn't have any of my books to sell. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I, di- I, I didn't put that together until you mentioned that you had a dream about it. But apparently, yeah, this is like the new uh, publisher and editor dreams. <laughs> Anxiety dreams of publishers and editors. Yeah, it's not like the first day of school dreams or my teacher dreams where <laughs> I walk into a classroom and it's like twice as many kids as they told me I was going to have. No, it's not those kinds. It's, oh, I show up to a conference and I look like a complete imposter because I have no books to sell to people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so We're yes, going to be okay. Yeah, it still happens to us here. Yeah. And we've been at it for a while now. Somebody asked me yeah. the other day, and I was like, oh, my gosh, December's two years. Yeah. Yeah. And you're you're older than that. I mean, writing refinery. I'm older than that. You're hilarious. Writing refinery is older <laughs> Yes, than yes. I hear you, Mariana. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, how old I'm is... I older than how... Sam, so, you know. No, I don't. He's thirty-seven. Oh, we're the same age then. But really, how old is Writing Refinery? Uh, it's five years. Five years. Mm-hmm. So you've hit the mark of three to five years in surviving. 
I know. Isn't that crazy? That's well, I mean, I guess you I technically have to make it into year six. <laughs> start year. When does year six start for you? Uh, not till like June. Okay, so you got another six months. Yeah. No pressure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But so like it. That's where like where it comes back to for me with the whole imposter syndrome thing, um, and that like you know they say. I forget how many hours they say of reading you're supposed to do before you become an expert in your field or whatever. uh, Well, Malcolm Gladwell, didn't he say 10,000 hours? Yeah. Of practice in the profession. So that could be reading. That could be editing. Like actual hours editing. But so like, you know, if you you add things up, I mean, five years is nothing to sneeze at, right? So like. That's like, I've been talking about this. I've been reading about it. Um, I've been participating in it for, I mean, for even longer than that. It's just been five years with writing refinery itself. So like, Giving I need to credit give, for is how many yeah. years have you been in the field? Exactly. I'm like, I need to give myself a break and, and acknowledge that, you know, I'm not the top expert in my field by any stretch of the imagination, because you can always find somebody who knows more than you do about something. But I do know a heck of a lot. And being able to share that with other people, that that is the whole goal of my business, is to take the knowledge that I'm amassing and, and spread it around and help other people um, become better at what they do because of the knowledge that I have that I can give to them. So... Well, and that's what we're doing here too, right? So we're in yes. two different ends of the field, but we're bringing our conversations and our experiences together here so that I know what on earth a log line is. And I'm not really <laughs> sure what you're gaining from these conversations, but... Oh, girl, I get so much from these conversations. <laughs> Maybe reactions of uh, publishers so that you can tell people and, and <laughs> market right. yourself a little better and say... You know, read through your manuscript before you send it to a publisher. I know a publisher who's pretty nice, but you know, some of them aren't so nice. Right, exactly. You're hilarious. But yeah, by, by you know, by developing this professional community, and here's another thing, this is why we go to the conferences too, yes. because it, it allows us opportunities to have conversations with people and to learn what people are wondering and asking about in the industry so that we can answer questions or we can do more research on it. Yes. At least in my opinion, that's what I do. And I I think it's always interesting too, because you can, at least for me, part of my job is also saying to people who have written um, or are writers to say, you know, you really could write a book and you really do have a connection (laughs) to a publisher who thinks pretty highly of you. I'm just going to put that out there, you know, as inspiration at some point. And I know people who are freelance editors and I know people who (laughs) are beta readers, you know, so. Yeah. But putting that kind of um, creative space out there for people too. Because I think there, at least I encounter a lot of people who, who like writing, who are really good writers, but just don't think it's possible. Yeah, and and I mean, I guess that's the whole point, right? Is like that's what we do is make it possible for people. I like it. Well, that's just beautiful. Oh, <laughs> there you go—a tweetable quote. I love it. Sometimes I'm tweetable. Yes. <laughs> well, hey, you should, should uh... you should you should use that in your in your editing one. That's what we freelance editors do. We make it possible for people to get published. (laughs) That's a good tagline for writing. I say something similar to that. Um, Because, you know, I talk about how freelance editors, we're not like, we're not worried about finding the next bestseller or what percentage of marketing, you know, of revenue we're going to get from this book. We're actually just concerned with, helping you be proud of what you're what you're working on so make it the best and making it better yeah Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool yep well since you just ended with that nice tweetable quote (laughs) maybe we should talk about what we're reading now let's do it you want me to go first yes because i oh i'm just i'm failing i'm failing at this okay well um so i I'm reading the signature of all things now. Oh, yay. 
Oh, that makes me very happy. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it so far. So I'm not very far into it yet, but well, it's like you know, 544 pages or something like that. Right. Yeah. Books. But, do you think books are getting longer? I think novels are getting longer. Some are because people want more of that experience. But there's also people that are like, especially in the self-publishing realm, I find people are um, are writing shorter, like more and more like serial work. Ah, so, okay, so we like should talk about style. this with Sam. Yeah. We had, I'm sorry, I apologize again. It's, a, again, my <laughs> fault that we had to change what day because I forgot that this Friday conference got added to my schedule. So, yeah, this is a good, let's, let's table that discussion because I could talk about that for a long time. Sure, yeah. The length of writing in general and exactly. how that's changing. Because I've got some good anecdotal evidence and stories for that, too. Sounds fun. So signature of all things, you're liking it? Yeah, yeah, so far. Um, I mean, I am predisposed to like what Elizabeth Gilbert writes, writes I think. Um, I like her style. I can't wait part. till you get a little further into it and I can talk to you about some of the questions <laughs> I had. Cool. Well, I look forward to it. So, But I won't. I'll keep you no apprised. spoilers here. No, spoilers. no, please don't spoil yet. So I'm reading this book about... Um, hopes and fears of parenting right now <laughs> that's what i've been concentrating on really but i have okay so i will tell you about the book that i that i have that i just opened it's called lean in by cheryl sandberg ah uh, yes i've heard of this uh women work and the will to lead so i'm pretty so i got i ordered two books big magic which i'm just saving i'm just i'm i'm I know it's going to take up my whole life, and <laughs> so I can't start it this week. Next week, I can start it. But um, somebody was telling me about this book by uh, Cheryl Sandberg. Cheryl? Yeah. She just spells mm-hmm. it with an S. S. Um, and she, she's talking, she talks about women in the workforce. And she was head of, what was she head of? Not Yahoo. No, I know who you're talking about, though, because she's the one who her husband died, right? Yeah. Anyway, she's been in the, she's been in the, like, in the corporate world. And I forgot. (laughs) Sorry. I forgot what it was. But she talks about the leadership positions of women in government and industry. And also the inequality that still exists for women in the workforce and why that is and what, we do as women because we're used to this, but also what we can do to overcome some of these things to put ourselves on a more even playing field. Mm-hmm. So this is one of my, you know, this is how I combat imposter syndrome. <laughs> I mm-hmm. read, I mm-hmm. read books like this because sometimes you do have experiences in the workforce or I was trying to think something happened the other day and Sam said to me, I'm just sorry you have to deal with that. I'm like, I'm kind of used to it. And I am kind of used to it in being a woman entrepreneur, but also in being a woman pastor. But there are, it definitely weighs on you and it wears you down. And so if you don't read something like Big Magic or Lean In, something that inspires you to say, okay, this is common in our society, but it doesn't have to be common in our society. Right. And I think I think it's also, it would also be good read for people who are writing female characters too mm-hmm. to uh, rethink and kind of challenge. Okay, how am I portraying this woman in this story, even as female authors? You know, right, right, because we all fall into the same stereotypes. Well, and and if you write what you know, you're writing based on your experiences, and your experiences might be very. Uh, unequal however you don't have to write your characters like that you know just Mm -hmm. because that's the world that you experience in you are experiencing then it doesn't mean that's the world your character has to experience you can write a better world than the one we exist in it's true (laughs) dare to imagine people right (sighs) isn't this how we all you know are challenged to think about something new is that we encounter something that's better Mm mm-hmm Anyway, so there you go. There's my little, and we haven't even ever done an episode about women's portrayal in literature. We should. No, we haven't. Yes, we, we should. should. As two women co-hosts, <laughs> we can find some good examples. I'm sure. So look at us. We're even thinking of new show topics now. Will we ever remember <laughs> these again? Maybe. Maybe you never know. 
but sometimes we remember and believe it or not listeners there are things we have not discussed yet even in 86 episodes believe it or not we still got more to say we still got more to say but i think i think that might be it for today what do you think probably we got to use a lot of words at our conferences this weekend you know i'm gonna have to go like hide in the closet for a little while (laughs) or go to a coffee shop that actually has coffee i'm gonna have to find one away from here (laughs) good luck i know i'm gonna take my dog out he's gonna revolt in a minute if i don't so well good luck to you thanks as you as your weekend this weekend is your recovery weekend and then yeah and so this is your weekend to have all of those self-doubts and then next weekend there's no place for that there's no time exactly somehow next weekend i gotta just be all game there you go you can do it (laughs) i can do it so if listeners want to contact you a very good freelance editor who has been asked to speak at multiple conferences and in fourth grade classrooms. <laughs> yes, that Elizabeth Kaufman. Then how could they contact you? You can find me on the web at www.writingrefinery.com. If you sign up for my newsletter, um, I have some free giveaways on there. So check that out. Or um, I have a contact form that you can enter all of your information and let me know about the project you're working on and what your question is. And we will talk it through. Um, and you can also find me on Facebook and on Twitter and Goodreads um, and Pinterest at Writing Refinery. So look me up and let's let's talk about stuff. Yes. And after you talk to Elizabeth then, and you want a publisher's opinion, send me your manuscript. You can find me at harrelsonpress.com, at Harrelson Press on Twitter, Harrelson Press on Facebook. HarrelsonPress.com, you can also find the great books that we publish Unique stories for unique audiences. Until next time. Um, what should we say that today? <laughs> keep writing. Uh, keep. I don't. I don't have got nothing. You're gonna have to do all of it. <laughs> keep writing. Keep reading. And keep thinking. Bye.